0: Welcome to the Move With Modus podcast. My name is Dr. Christopher Ellis, and joining me is personal trainer, John Williams. We are the owners of Modus Personal Training and Physiotherapy. Together, we will discuss any topic you can think of when it comes to training and rehab. From the carnivore diet to hip impingement, you can be sure that all your questions will be answered. Enjoy this week's episode. Anyway, so Proverb 1 is the day you start stop jumping is the day you start dying.
1: And then that's like jumping off of literal bridges, right? Not just jumping, like oh. jump rope or you okay. know jumping. That's a good. That's better because I didn't want to jump off any bridges. It's something your mom tells you not to do in the beginning of life. Jumping off bridges. Yeah, don't do it though.
0: Yeah, this is not medical advice. It never <laughs> is. <laughs> All right, so that's th- Proverb 1. Proverb, proverb 2. Proverb 2. I think this is the Chinese one. I may have them backwards. I don't know. Is that you're only as old as your feet. Really? Well, no. You're okay. as old as your feet.
1: So it ties into the last podcast we did. Mm-hmm. Felt like so long ago that we did that podcast. It was a week ago, right? I
0: think it was like three weeks ago. We're not like clustering podcasts, are we? <laughs> 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 All right, John. So, today we're, we're talking about elbow. Is that right? I think so. All right, what do you got for me?
1: What's What's on your mind? So I got an, uh a client person. Client person. They do training with me. You only train humans, right? Depends on the week. Okay. But for now, yes.
0: Um, if you had to, tra- if you had to train an animal, what kind of animal would it be?
1: Like do like fitness training with them like personal training or just like any sort of training
0: you have to teach an animal ankle mobility <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably a probably some definitely not a chimpanzee because the thing would tear my face off if i looked at it wrong maybe like some sort of like primate some sort of monkey
0: i feel like i'd stay away from all monkeys chimps
1: <laughs> some of them can be pretty cute though Especially when they got to, like, wear little diapers for whatever reason. I don't know. I see them in the zoos every once in a
0: while. I would train my dog.
1: You hate your dog.
0: (laughs) That's why why I would train him. No, no. I don't hate him. But have you ever noticed? I always, you know, it's funny. I used to think that, like, their knees were backwards in the hind legs. But I didn't realize they're just standing on their toes and their ankles up in the air. This is way before I was a physical therapist, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually imagining now a person... Like on all fours. You know how we get on all fours, but then we'll go on our knees and try to imitate a dog? Mm -hmm. What you should do is you should just like pick your heel off the ground, like go on your hands and your feet with your heel up.
0: Like a bear crawl kind of position. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That would be much more like a dog.
0: So anyways, moving on to elbows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I have a client. He's a golfer. Mm -hmm. I want to say the pains are the inside of his elbow. Right elbow. He's a righty. Okay. What's going on?
0: Golfer's elbow.
1: Wow. (laughs) I know,
0: it's (laughs) mind-blowing.
1: Did you actually help?
0: (laughs) Well, incidentally, golfers tend to get tennis elbow, and tennis players tend to get golfer's elbow. Not always, but...
1: So golfer's elbow is on the outside? Inside. Inside.
0: Yep. Tennis lateral, golfer's medial. Anyways, so, yeah, there's a common tendon on both sides. There's a flexor tendon and an extensor tendon for your forearm. And it's just taking too much of something. It's going to overload. That's that's what that is. So then you have to figure out why. Is there a technique issue? Are they doing something funky with their wrists in golf? Or is it just pure overuse? Sometimes people go out and play like nine days straight. Sometimes they will hit the ground of the club before hitting the ball, and all that force goes right to the elbow. But more often than not, what you'll find is something is limited somewhere in the adjacent joint. So there's always the rule, right? it's you know where the pain is you look next door and that's where your problem usually is so as long as it's not like a technique issue uh then you're looking at your range of motion your shoulder and your wrist and usually i find like a limitation and say external rotation of the shoulder right and if you picture so external rotation is kind of like uh how would you describe it? it's kind of like raise your hand in class a little bit i, I really know.
1: feel like you're whispering into the mic
0: i'm not my volume's good
1: you're, no, the volume's good because you're pretty close to the mic and you've set it up so that you can whisper into it and then you're loud enough. But you're <laughs> just over there like whispering to yourself. I'm in a good chill mood right now. <laughs> I mean, the
0: pool looks beautiful. I'm calm. <laughs> I think it's because I had headphones on. Anyway, so say you have, um, you're have you missing extra rotation uh, and then you are doing a backswing in golf. If you can only go so far with your shoulder, then your wrist will end up taking up the slack and now you've got an overuse injury of the elbow because the elbow does wrist extension
1: yeah and then you have to come back through and then flex yep
0: yeah. so usually it's correct the limited range of motion well first it's des- desensitize the issue you know like you got to do something to make the elbow feel better then you got to restore what's missing and that's usually going to be a range of motion restriction either wrist or, or shoulder and then you know that's why i usually send them off to a golf coach to get some cueing to you know untrain that habit
1: well, this actually makes perfect sense because the client that I have, I'm not sure it's a shoulder. I'm not sure it's a mobility limitation. He's not like super mobile, but I think it's more of a technique issue where he goes up into his backswing and he's super um, extended at the wrist, and then he has to come through into flexion in order to to come back around.
0: Yeah. So if he's super extended the wrist, I'd first clear the shoulder, see if he has full available external rotation, um, and if he does, then yeah, then it's a, it's a cueing issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because when I look at, because it, it's at the top of his swing, and I, it's he's opening up his club head, and uh, you know he's slicing the ball as a result. He's got a ton of like swing speed, but he just comes through with so, uh, such an open club head that he's cutting the ball off to the side. And uh, we were looking at the top of his his backswing, and I was like, dude, your your hands are cocked all the way back. Yeah. Um, I bet if you just turned them forward a little bit, you'd be okay.
0: Yeah. And who knows, maybe someone taught him that at one point. Because there's so many people that are like, quote-unquote, pros. You know what I mean? Like, they give you all of the, like, oh, I got this tip, and they try it, and, you know. So who knows? Maybe he got a bad cue from somebody. I don't know. Speaking of which,
1: he went through, I don't think anybody told him that. I think it's just a habit, a bad habit that he's got to break. But he went through this one golf pro. And the golf pro wasn't necessarily wrong with the cue because the first time I saw him swing, I was with his second golf pro and the golf, and I was like looking at his pelvis. I was like, Hey man, he's like, he's sitting in like a ton of anterior tilt. Uh-huh. He's like, yes, I, I, I've i seen that. And the reason I haven't cued it out of him is because he went to a golf pro before who like tried and like pretty much what happened is the guy went into like way too much posterior tilt and then threw out his back as a result. Uh-huh. And he's also swinging in an unstable position. Like you have to learn how to get a neutral pelvis if you naturally don't have one. Well, not naturally don't have one, but over life if you've compensated yourself out of, out of having a neutral pelvis. Um, so the guy just tried to fix it, and then he's swinging super hard, and he's just you know, screwing up all of his discs. And um, so he like, got real scared about the tilt thing. So like, when the second pro tried to correct the tilt, he was like, no, sh- I'm not going to shut up. Cool. Yeah. So I've had to fix that.
0: Um, I, I wouldn't be afraid of a posterior tilt with a disc. I think that's sort of been disproven, that, that like you're going to blow a disc just going into a posterior tilt especially when you're just swinging a club, maybe lifting something super heavy, maybe, but, uh, you know, that's something I'd be worried about.
1: I think in both positions, too much anterior or posterior tilt without a proper bracing of the core, that's when it becomes dangerous. And then you add violent rotation with that, so what we've had to teach them is neutral, where mm-hmm. neutral is and what that feels like, and then bracing the core and then also controlling the glutes.
0: Yeah, I've come to think of and describe neutral as optimal, and the further away from optimal you get, the more you're at risk for. I call it irritation, not even necessarily injury. I mean, I guess it's possible, especially if you have a history of a herniated disc. I guess it's possible, but I just think humans are pretty resilient. And um, you know, I I I always like veer away from making people afraid to move certain ways. You know what I mean? Unless there's like a serious. Well, that history.
1: was my. That I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry.
0: Is right? I'm done.
1: <laughs> um Well, that was my exact correction was he didn't want to go out of anterior tilt yeah. for fear of blowing out his back. Right. So I had to have him tilt posteriorly, not into posterior tilt, but into neutral. Yeah. Um, and then I had to get him strong in that position. So,
0: yeah, that makes sense. I,
1: I do think humans are resilient, but I do also think we default to bad positions when not trained properly. And trying to find good positions without building stability around that new position is, mm-hmm. is essential. Because you can get hurt if you try to find a new position without having trained it at all.
0: Agreed. Hey, let's give a couple shout-outs to some of the golf pros in town. You got someone you know, right?
1: Yeah, J- John Murray. So the John Murray is the golf pro I've been working with with this particular athlete. Um, he's awesome. He, he's like a, He's just a super nerd. He's like you. But, like, with golf. Well, thank you. Um, and it's really cool to hear, like, what he knows. Because he knows a little bit of biomechanics. But he doesn't quite know, you know, what we know as far as being able to correct it. But he knows. It, it's like, you know, you always want to try to collab with people who don't know what you know. But know what you don't. Mm-hmm. Like us two. You know, a lot of times, like, you'll pick up where I leave off. But same with a golf pro. Like, look, I know how to, I know how to rotate well. And I know how to get people to rotate well in good positions, but I don't know all of the little fine tuning things that come with a golf swing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where the golf pro comes in. And it's good for the golf pro to have a little bit of knowledge about biomechanics, but they're going to be spinning their wheels and wasting their time if they try to know all of it because there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, So yeah, John Murray's great, big nerd. Where do you find him? Um, really sort of just kind of serendipitously, I went out to dinner with one of my clients.
0: No, no. Where, where does our, where do our audience like find out more about it? Oh, him? gotcha. Well, let me tell Oh, the I'm story. sorry.
1: I forgot you had a date. <laughs> hey, you, you could have just let me go and make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> Cut this shit out of the podcast. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I think it's johnmurraygolf.com actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me Google it. Well, while you're doing that, well, no, while I'm doing this, you can go, you can cut out the part where you made me feel like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's John dot com. He's at the Golf Club of the Everglades. It's actually kind of near here. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, I also recommend Justin Hasek at Synergy Golf. He's he's an awesome guy, great great golfer, uh, and he'll spend a lot of time with you too. So those are the two guys I you know we recommend. See in Naples. Yep. Pine Ridge, and Livingston. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, um, you want to talk about how to desensitize the elbow?
1: Yeah, I want you to talk about how to desensitize the elbow.
0: Yeah, you could do the, you know, massage guns are fashionable these days. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, A
1: little voodoo, voodoo floss? Yeah, voodoo
0: floss works pretty well. Um, My particular routine is usually I like to scrape the area to get nice and hot to get some blood flow to it. Then I'll get in there with my hands, do a little massage. There's no reason you can't, like, self-massage. not going to do any damage. And then I like to use those silicone cups. Not the ones that just leave the mark, but the ones you can kind of move around. That's like my little combination that really seems to do a quick and effective way of desensitizing the tissue. And to be clear, it's desensitization. That's what we're trying to do is tell the nervous system, look, it's not a big deal. You're not going to break. It's okay. That's how any of these things work. We're not breaking up knots or any nonsense like that. You know, the scraping does get some blood flow to the area. You can see it. It gets really red which I think is good for just like nutrients and health of the, the tendon. But it's, uh, I don't want anyone to think that we think we're breaking up adhesions.
1: But we are. No, we're not. No. Are we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, why do you think you have to be a certified massage therapist to do massage? Is it just because like, you're touching people in kind of a, you know, a little more intimate way, so they want to make sure people are actually qualified to do it? And people aren't just being like, oh, I'm a massage therapist, but really I'm just going to, you know, get my rocks off. <laughs> I guess there's some of that. It's a family podcast, John. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. um,
0: I mean, it's it's really hard to do damage with massage. I guess you could be an idiot and really just jam away on people and bruise people and stuff like that. But Because uh,
1: I feel like, yeah, that's my, that's my contention with that is the massage stuff that I do with people when I have to do it is the least dangerous thing by a country mile that I do.
0: Yeah, I feel like you do more harm by stretching something than massaging it.
1: Yeah. And then way more harm by strength training something than by
0: Yeah, yeah, doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean something that so like jamming like, your hand in someone's neck and you know, even that's pretty safe for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's really hard to do damage from massage. You know, there are therapists out there that kinda get a little gung ho and it's like they're trying to Create trophies for their Instagram. Look at these bruises. Um, that I think is is overkill. I mean, especially if, and I think this is the this is what I was bringing up before. We're not breaking adhesions. We're desensitizing a tissue. We're telling the tone of the muscle to calm down. So I think you know if the therapist thinks that they're, you know, getting in there somehow breaking up scar tissue, which it takes like 900 pounds of pressure to make a three percent change. Some apparently.
1: people are real strong. Don't doubt these <laughs> massage therapists, man.
0: Yeah, but think about, all right, it's, even if you could put that kind of force to the tissue, you're going to leave a giant bruise there, right? So you've broken capillaries. Now white blood cells are going to flood the area. And you're going to be left with more scar tissue. So I'm never trying to leave a bruise, personally.
1: Um, when it comes to you know, healing that area that with the tennis elbow or golfer's elbow, mm-hmm. what do we do? How do we strengthen it now? If we've desensitized it, what's the next step?
0: desensitize it, restore whatever's missing, so the range of motion, shoulder or wrist, and then start to use the muscle in a non-threatening manner. So, in other words, pain-free. So if it's, you know, tennis elbow and it's lateral, it's your extensors or your forearm. So I would be doing a lot of extensor, you know, probably lightweight, high, high repetition, um, focusing on negative phase, uh, so eccentrics basically, are really good for, like, a tendonitis. You can do isometrics, too, depending on how sensitive you are. But that's what I would do. I do, you know, just try to get a lot of blood flow to the area. And basically, you know, that's another way to desensitize the tissue. And then, when everything's cleared up, then you want to start training those muscles so that their capacity is much higher so it doesn't come back again. So they can take a lot more abuse, in other words.
1: Like, do, like, handstands on a BOSU ball? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) If you can do that, then you probably don't have tennis elbow. I think you're you're too... um, forgiving of people who go to handstands on a Bosu ball some of those people just don't train their shoulder range of motion all that much
0: you could be right i guess so. i'll give you that <laughs> <laughs> but, but i'm just saying like the more resilient you are i mean like picture like a i always think of cirque de athletes because they're freaks they have all this range of motion and all the strength like how often are they
1: gymnasts just in general are freaks yeah
0: like i doubt they're gonna get. Tennis elbow. Their work capacity is so high that they you know, the chance of them going to tissue overload is pretty low. You know, it's usually a person that's like undertrained, hasn't worked out in a decade, and goes out and golfs for like nine days straight, quickly overloads their tissue. Why do people do that to themselves? Well, I think they just don't know better. whether they're like, oh, I'm on vacation, or I just moved to Naples, and uh, you know, that's what you do here.
1: So many people complain about back pain. <laughs> that was off topic. <laughs> you're obsessive <with> back pain. <laughs> it's, everybody talks about it. It's like, oh man, you'll see you when you're older. I'm like, yeah. If I walk around like you, hunchback. Okay, so now you're gonna get me on another tangent. So,
0: like, I can't believe how many people will say that deadlifting is bad for your back. When for me, it's the number one exercise to build up your work capacity, your back. It's the best. Exercise
1: your so back. I talk about back pain a lot. You love to talk about the deadlift and how much it helps your back. Like right as I bring up back pain, it like shoots like fireworks off in your head. You're Like deadlifts. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's using your back, right? So I, it's the same same uh, mentality. So say so you have, and I'm talking about your standard sort of non-specific low back pain, whatever that means. Um not talking about herniated disc, but even down the road. I would do some deadlifting down the road with a herniated disc. Um, it's the same idea as the elbow. You desensitize the area, restore what's missing, and then when everything's calmed down, then you actually start to build the capacity of the muscle around it.
1: That's the first thing I teach people is how to hinge.
0: Yeah, that's deadlift. Yeah. See?
1: Wait, yeah. is it? <laughs> Why do you got to say it like I don't know? Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're making fun of my deadlift passion. <laughs>
1: It's a good thing I'm getting out of this the training space, because now I feel less offended when you question my knowledge.
0: <laughs> all right, I'll stop. Enough abuse for John.
1: I think that's all I got on the elbow situation.
0: Yeah, I do have a tennis elbow program where you can treat yourself, too. Wow. Is it free? No, of course not. I'm plugging it.
1: Man, you are greedy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I want to be able to affect as many people as possible. It's cheap. How much is it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> How much is it, man?
0: I uh, forget you have to go to the website and look.
1: It's definitely over like $300. No, it's not. It's
0: like <laughs> under, it's probably like 75 or less.
1: Okay, that's a lot. All right. I could buy a new TV. I, I'm going to
0: leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, I'll see you next week. All righty. Do you have unexplained pain? Or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions And now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping, and you get results in two to five days. No physician referral needed. Use the code DPT20 for 20% off. Go to letsgetchecked.com and use the code DPT20. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions you want answered, find us on Instagram at modusnaples or send us an email. You can fill out a contact form on our website, which is modusnaples.com. Make sure to check out our blog and our shop as well, where there are downloadable programs that we'll continue to update. This is the Move with Modus podcast. We'll see you next week.